This is the Berman Project. Hey, it's JD here, back for another week of introspection and reflection on loss, grief, and the pathway to mental wellness, all the while nourishing my soul with the music and art of the late indie rock singer-songwriter David C. Berman. How you doing, everybody? I am significantly better than I was a week ago, and uh, that's good news, because a week ago, I was not well. Uh, I'm still not well, but I'm substantially more well. George Morwell, <laughs> 1984. Um, I will tell you that uh, looking out the sky right now through my window, it's gray and pensive and um, telling me not to go outside. It was really cold last week. It got down to minus 25 degrees with the wind chill. I believe it was 15 below just on the thermometer. And uh, if you've never experienced that kind of cold, well, good for you because it's fucking miserable. It keeps you indoors and um, it's, it's just tough on you. Now, I endured it and I started a walking regime this month or trying to start a walking regime this month. Uh, and by regime, I mean <laughs> regimen. <laughs> I'm just going to have a whole bunch of people that walk with me, and we're going to take over this goddamn town. That's what we're going to do. We're going to call ourselves the walkies. And uh, yeah, no, but um, it's uh, now I could go back and edit that out and not sound like a fucking total moron, but I'm not going to do that because we have that kind of relationship, don't we? You expect me to be a moron. And that's okay. I'll be your fucking Huckleberry. So there's that. I had a few people reach out to me uh, based on last week. I don't know if you all listened to last week because I did put a, a trigger warning at the top and that may have been a turnoff for some people and that's totally okay. I hope you come back. Uh, if, if you don't, that's that's fine because I, I do understand that uh, you go to podcasts for enjoyment, not to be um, dragged in, into the mud with the protagonist of said podcast, trying to pull you under the quicksand that is life. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. It's uh, real tough. Now, this week I have an appointment with a psychiatrist, like an actual, like my, my therapist that I meet weekly is... Uh, is an occupational therapist slash social social worker slash um, oh fuck she's a couple other slashes uh, she's like Cordell Stewart uh, there's a reference for you if you're into sports if not look it up um, I will tell you that uh, I'm looking forward to this meeting with the psychiatrist uh, and I'm not it's a tale of two cities really. It uh, on one hand, my meds need to be adjusted, and we need to fix this. We need to um, put myself back in the driver's seat. Really, uh, I'm sitting there and I'm buckled in, but my hands aren't on the wheel, and that's tough. The part that I'm dreading is meeting another new psychiatrist, telling them my story, telling them the shit that I, you know, reserve for those real quiet moments when you don't want to talk. Now I'm getting better. I'm getting better at sharing. Uh, clearly here I am sharing with, uh, you know, 
um, people that I don't know, some people that I do know, uh, I do hear from you and it means fucking, it just means a great deal to me to hear from you. Um, I, I can't tell you enough. I, I wish I had my own email for this show, but, uh, if not, if not, you can always reach me at JD at meeting And, uh, it's, you know, I, I can read your email on the show or, or it can just be between you and I, and, and that's fine too. Uh, I do have one that I want to share today, and uh, if I remember, because sometimes I forget the format of this show, <laughs> I, I believe I've done a couple episodes without poems, um, and you know that's hard. But anyway, back to the psychiatrist. Uh, uh, I don't want to tell them what's up. I just want to say, listen, the pills aren't working. Um, but here's the caveat: it took us four years to hit the cocktail that we hit. So I want it tweaked. I don't want it like altered, you know, I don't want to turn into a Sasquatch again. And, um, some of these pills can turn you into a Sasquatch and by Sasquatch, I mean just a fucking lump that just hides and is mythical. Uh, nobody knows of who this person actually is. The beard comes out, the gut comes out and, uh, you know, I'm still reeling from, uh, Seroquel, you know, like, uh, that, that fucking drug is, is a harsh, harsh drug. If you're on it, um, talk to your doctor because I, I don't recommend it. I, I don't think it's good at all, but if it works for you, then, well, there's that. So that's going to be my week. But like I did tell you, that I have been out walking. Uh, I'm trying to hit my goal of 5,000 steps a day, uh, every day. Um, yesterday, I did 1,200 steps. So that's a real incredibly lazy day. That's just absolutely not cool. But I got a lot accomplished. And so I gave myself the permission because I had done 8,000 steps one day. I did 10,000 steps one day. I gave myself permission to allow, allow the average to uh, carry the day. And because of that, I, I, I let myself off the hook and continue to work. I thought I would go out in the evening last night. Uh, it was zero degrees, by the way. It, it, it got all the way back up to zero, which um, felt warm. <laughs> it's strange. But all the ice started to melt and um, the, the really hard-packed snow started to melt. But I went out for a walk the night before and just about fell about four times it was so slippery. So you got to be careful when you're my age, you know, you, you got to be real careful. It's, it's tough. So, uh, I thought I would share this letter that, uh, I got. Um, I think it's, uh, it's, uh, again, it's fair game. Uh, I reached out to the gentleman who sent it to me and, and said, Hey, can I, um, can I share this email? And, and he said, yeah, no, no problem. And uh, it's it's uh, Steve Lyson, Stephen Lyson. Um, I call him Steve in my head, uh, but it is Stephen, and uh, I should respect that. That's how he signs his email. So it is Stephen. Um, but uh, this is what he wrote, and I thought this was so fucking tender and kind and uh, uh, just thoughtful, just real thoughtful. You know, he says, "Hey, JD." Hope you're feeling somewhat better. You asked what helped in difficult situations, so I made a list of 10 things. These things might not be for you, but I thought I would share them with you. Number one, acceptance and commitment therapy. 
ACT. You can read all about it online. It's basically this. Mindfulness plus values plus committed action equals psychological flexibility. Uh, I do know of ACT therapy, um, or I guess you can't call it ACT therapy because therapy is part of the acronym. Actually, it's not even an acronym. When it spells a word, what the fuck are those called? Uh, send me an email, jd at mediumalchemist.com. Acronyms are letters that uh, make up, you know, like um, I'm trying to think of an example. I don't have an example. Uh, I don't have an example right now uh, off the top of my head. But but words like ACT and SCUBA, which are also sort of acronyms, they have a different name. Um, and I forget what that name is. I could look it up. But really, it's not important. I don't know why I'm getting carried away. The, the thing to keep in mind is the, the mindfulness piece and, and the committed action piece and, and, well, and the value piece, all, 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 all three for sure. I struggle with mindfulness. Um, I'm all up and down with my, uh, my value system and um, committed action is real tough for me because I, I feel as though I have difficulty learning in increments and uh, that often stops me from doing things that you know, build, uh, like, so for example, uh, you know, uh, doing five pushups a day, you know, leads to being able to do 10 pushups, which leads to being able to do 20, which leads to be able to do a hundred and et cetera, et cetera. I never get to the point. I, I like, I, I do it for two days and feel like I should be able to hit the hundred. And when I can't, I just, I, I, I gag and, and give up and it's, terrible. Number two is only drinking socially and non-alcoholic beer at home has helped me to end alcohol addiction. That's very personal and uh, I really uh, appreciate him sharing that. Uh, and I think he's bang on. Uh, I can't tell you the number of times that I've my desk has been just covered in beer cans. And, you know, just sitting the day at my desk drinking beer is just no good for anybody. And I haven't had a drink in February, which doesn't sound like much because it's only the fifth today. But um, but uh, I'm going to celebrate that. I'm going to celebrate that, that it's five days. But I'm going to make this non-punitive. I am going to drink socially. And um, I, I can't do the all or nothing. Um, and yet, I'm very all or nothing type person. So... Right now, these five days have been real easy for me, but I could easily fall off and do a bender. Non-alcoholic beer, um, I haven't tasted any I like at this point, but I know that a lot of the craft breweries in my area are starting to do uh, variations of IPAs that are non-alcoholic, and I'm tempted to try one. I even have one in my, uh, in my liquor cabinet right now that I should throw in the fridge and give a try just to see what it tastes like. So... Um, I'm going to give that a try too. So number two is, uh, is a good one. Number three, freedom blocks sites that are harmful for my well-being. Uh, freedom is, um, is, a I I don't know what you'd call it, an extension, um, that you can program to, uh, that you can program to stop, um, yourself from going to certain uh, sites. So from their own website, it says freedom to be incredibly productive. Freedom is the app and website blocker for Mac, Windows, Android, iOS, and Chrome used by over 2 million people to reclaim focus and productivity. Get started for free, no credit card required. So uh, sounds like an interesting thing. Um, I am certainly guilty of, you know, scrolling through social media aimlessly like a zombie 
And, um, but I, but I'm fairly productive. Uh, I'm on a drug called Vivance, uh, and it uh, allows me to be really productive and, and focus. And when I, when I do put my nose in a project, typically speaking, I can, I can, uh, get, get through it. Headspace is a great way. To, this is number four. Headspace is a great way to start the morning. Headspace is again an app. Uh, I'm going to guess it's probably similar to Calm, um, uh, a mindfulness uh, app. Um, I have difficulty with mindfulness apps, uh, but I'm. I've been. How do I say this? I feel as though I got what I can get out of a mindfulness app at this point in, in, in so much as that I learned how to meditate or I learned how to meditate for me. And that's been really helpful, but headspace could be helpful for you. So maybe think about that. Number five is music. I love to listen to music using Spotify to discover new bands. I use Apple music, but it would be the same scenario. Uh, and I listen to music every morning. Um, uh, I listen to music all through the day, but I, I get up fucking early, man. I get up at uh, you know any anywhere between four uh, thirty and and five thirty a.m. and take the dog out, give her breakfast, and then grab a coffee and sit down and just put on music and and just sort of sit there and listen to music. I don't scroll on my uh, device. Uh, well, I do initially. I get caught up, uh, you know, on the emails that have been sent through the night because I go to bed early because I get up early. Um, so, typically speaking, there'll be some texts and some emails that I that I like to check out. But I don't um, get onto social media or anything like that or do any like in quote work uh, until I sit down at my desk. Uh, so I, I do like to separate church and state in that regard. Number six, reading books is a great way to escape and stimulate wellness. You are bang on the money. Uh, I find that reading books, reading begets writing, reading begets greater conversations, reading begets more interesting people. Uh, it reading begets, you know, just a healthy mind and, um, I can't fucking do it. I have no focus. So, uh, I have difficulty with that and that's going to be something I'm going to work on this year, uh, to, because I've got a bookcase just full of books. I haven't stopped buying books, um, which is cruel. Uh, it seems almost, um, punitive the way I, the way I do it. I'll buy a book and just put it on my bookshelf and it just stares at me. My bookshelf is right across from my bed, and uh, it just stares at me and taunts me in a, in a way because uh, it's fucking difficult. Number seven, volunteer work has helped me meet new people and build friendships. Um, this is something that I'm going to venture out in. Uh, Toronto has a has a film festival every year, and my my good friend. Uh, volunteered for that last year and he had a, a whale of a time and I think he's working on trying to get me to do it this year. He also works in food banks and I think that I would like to tag along with him doing that at some point. Right now, it's not a place that I can get to because I just clam up and I'm just too uh, shy and inside my own head. Uh, number eight, physical exercise such as walking or swimming simulates both mind and body. Couldn't agree with you more. I feel better when I walk. I feel better when I go out for a walk every day uh, or most days. The only flip side to that coin is when I don't go out for walks, I'm incredibly hard on myself. 
And so that makes it very difficult. So, um, yeah, that, that makes it, uh, really tough. Um, but, uh, bang on the money. Number nine, philosophy has helped me to learn about the human condition. My father-in-law is a, uh, was working on his philosophy, his master's in philosophy. Um, I believe he did everything up to his thesis, but he just didn't present his thesis. And, uh, he is somebody that is really wonderful to just sit and talk to. Uh, he's also mentally ill and, um, he's a functioning alcoholic, uh, we get along very well. He's one of my close friends and, uh, love him dearly. And, um, yeah, we, we talk about the human condition for sure. I don't know beyond that what exactly Steven means. Um, but I think that that's, uh, great. And number 10 is rewards. They help me get through tiresome days. Ah, uh, that one, I don't know that I could do that. I don't know that I could, uh, reward myself. Uh, I, I don't like myself enough, <laughs> ultimately. So that can be, um, you know, that can be a, a tough haul. But I understand uh, training this new puppy, you know, um, reward-based training is more effective than punitive training. And it uh, probably is the same with human beings. Anyway, he closes the email by saying, hang in there, man. All the best, Stephen. And I really do thank him for sending that email. Uh, it means a lot. Uh, I think it's tremendous. And there's a lot of nuggets there that could be um, helpful for you know more than just me. So take note and thank you so much, Stephen. It means a lot.
Don't step on it, JD. Hey, listen, uh, that's a song that could be like 10 minutes longer and I wouldn't mind. I could just listen to that as a background sound in my life till the cows come home. Just friends enjoying themselves and having a good time and, you know, just some strumming and some great drumming. Uh, I, I love the the keys in there. They're fun. It's just fun. It's just real fun. And I like that that's the way we end this record. Uh, we go out on a fade out of these guys just enjoying themselves at a party. I like to think it's the, you know, the rap party for the record. Or perhaps maybe it's, um, I don't know, fodder for Rivers Cuomo to steal two years later at the beginning of Sweater Song. <laughs> <laughs> right like isn't doesn't it remind you of sweater song in a way like the you know the talking and the and the uh, yeah maybe it's just me i don't know um yeah i could i could listen to that all day long so that's the end of um that's the end of uh starlight walker and uh it's a it's a fitting end i, I think that that uh, wraps up the record in a nice way and uh i, I can't wait to move forward in their um, uh, in into their the rest of their oeuvre, uh, I, I guess you could say. Right, next record we're going to get is Natural Bridge, and it's a it's a great record. It's different. It's a different record. It's uh, nineteen ninety six. Um, I don't know what to tell you about it. Well, we'll get into it next episode. How about that? Let's hit a poem. And um, right now we are in the midst of just this epic fucking mon monster from Cantos for James Michener, part two. And we're on section CXVII, which by my uh, Roman heritage is uh, 117. 117. That's what I'm going to say. CXVII. 117. Right? Yeah. 110. Five, two, one seventeen. Okay, that's what this is called. C X V I I, and of course, again, the whole poem is called "From Cantos for James Michener, Part Two. And I have decided that I am going to release um, this all together as one when when it ends. Uh, it'll just be a uh, an episode I I put in the feed. So look for that if you want to hear everything all together. C-X-V-I-I. Deep within the interior of a Polish joke, where time slowly reduces the stairs into ramps, and men with hospital haircuts sit in focus groups discussing the algebra of back pain and the power of not caring. Here in some mother-in-law's version of Poland, where even the magicians are regulated by the state. He walked to the window and said, Night, you fucking challenger. Here I am. Through the mirror, he heard the war cry of the C-8-H-17-N-O-4-S Indians. His back hurt. What in the fuck? Yeah, I need to hear all this together because this is... Uh, the last poem was... There, was, there were um, mirror knots and, you know, chrome uniforms. And this one we've got deep within the interior of a Polish joke. 
where time slowly reduces the stairs into ramps. Oh, man, men with hospital haircuts. These are just fantastic snippets for lyrics. You can, you can, you can just feel the imagery or see the imagery, I suppose, is probably a more apt description. Um, here in some mother-in-law's version of Poland, where even the magicians are regulated by the state. Good God. Uh, I don't know what to say, folks. I, I, I like his, uh, his ability to, um, to uh, play the trumpet. And, uh, you know, he's fucking Dizzy Gillespie over here. So, or Louis Armstrong. Who's better, Louis Armstrong or Dizzy Gillespie? They both play the trumpet, right? Uh, send me an email, jd at mediumalchemist.com. Would love to know what you think about Dizzy Gillespie. <laughs> That's all I got for you this week. Hope you're well. Be cool. Stay hungry. Stay foolish. And wash your goddamn hands. The Berman Project is a production of Duvra Podcasts and Such. You can find out more about the show at www.thebermanproject.xyz. That's right. I'm fucking Canadian. I'm also social. Find me on Twitter, Instagram, and all the rest at Berman Project. Podcasts and such.